0: If you're dating, I don't care who you're dating, you're out of God's will. I can't get enough of living
1: in the city. I get off a bus. holding one. I
2: I want Mike you <laughs> Oh, by the way, that intro, I can't believe you used that intro. That was my favorite so far. That was, it was amazing. It made me laugh every time I heard it. I'm trying to remember it. I'm like, he did not use that. We had like 20 and you used that one? Uh, There wasn't as many as you thought there was. Oh, okay. Maybe there was six.
3: We're pretending we're podcasting right now. Eventually, it's going to happen.
2: But we're not.
3: <laughs> No, we're not. We're starting.
4: Okay, start it up. Get us it's, on topic. Oh, great. You know comes. what?
2: Missions, and then Mike Curley actually went, took his whole family and decided to have a mission in the middle of no, the United States. Iowa is not a mission Iowa's field. Iowa is not a
1: mission field, <laughs> Nope.
4: Actually, <laughs> actually, everybody there is already Christian. Having no listened to here what here he two.
1: said,
2: I think it is a mission everybody field.
3: Everybody there is Christian like Scott's Christian.
1: Oh! oh, 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 oh. Like
0: super <laughs> wow. Christian? You mean like Bible-believing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a <that> oh, great <laughs> response. Goodness.
2: You're so honest. I mean, vague. It's okay. You can chew into the mic. Are we recording? Come yes. on, Brad Pitt. Oh. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know. I grew up in Nebraska. Omaha, right next to Des Moines.
4: Yeah. Omaha is not
2: next so, to No, Des I'm sorry. Scott's, Scott's Bluff, um, which yeah, is connects to Iowa... And it's in so many deep ways. I didn't know that Mormons were all over the place, in, but in that area,
0: did they follow the Mormon Trail? There's herds of them, <laughs> herds of them. Sorry, Scott. It's called the Oregon Trail. I don't think they didn't make it that far. That's why they stopped in in Salt Lake City. What was it like S- uh, speaking growing of Mormons, up with all the Mormons?
2: I did not even know. I'm not sure there was a nope. lot of Mormons in my John. school. There could have th- been.
0: Yeah. I think Mormons have now been mentioned more on this podcast, yeah, than just... John MacArthur, okay. which, or Ken Ham, which we got to get <laughs> or those Ken two Ham.
2: Oh, right. higher. Zach oh, yeah. exactly. hates Ken, Ken Ham. Back up. <laughs> you know, Ravi Zacharias. He just did a u. He just did a message. Well, actually, he was there in Utah, preaching
4: to Utah people, which is. N- diverse. Okay, Ravi does not Ravi. sound like a Ravi. white name. Okay. What's he doing in Utah? All
2: right. Greg has insulated himself to the Lutheran way. The he was born in Texas. Born Ravi in Texas? Was? No. Okay. He's Indian. <coughs> anyway, he he's he's trying to figure out what topic will I speak on. And so he spoke on truth. Oh. So I can't wait to hear the rest of that Oh
3: uh, yeah cause truth is easy Yeah it's especially narrow... when you get to
2: Gethsemane Gethsemane? Nope. Gethsemane nope that's a terrible word to say drunk get,
3: get Gethsemane <coughs> geth, geth I don't want to rehash the
4: Mormons again No mm, okay. I'm tired of the Mormons Let's already the Mormons I agree
3: So guys have you heard this one uh, A progressive A conservative Here, And an overpaid emotional now? school teacher Walk into a bar <laughs>
4: What was Jeff doing there?
3: You're smiling at me, but did it hurt your feelings? Grit. <laughs> Jeff is crying. I'm still trying to Jeff remember what you said. Jeff is be
4: crying until he cashes that pension check. Yeah, that's true.
1: Speaking of Mormons.
4: Say Mormon no, one we more time. Speaking I'm hit you. of moving beyond the Mormons. I'm going to pull you. So I have pe- a
1: question about polygamy. Okay. <laughs> is have it wrong?
2: Everything you want. Okay, so
1: I actually like Todd's... Is polygamy wrong? Oh, shoot. Do we bleep his name?
4: No. Okay, I actually like Todd's explanation on this, that everything in the Bible, like having more than one wife or whatever was going on in the Old Testament, it's recorded, but it's not, like, condoned. It's not like, probably, this is the way it should be, but this is the way it was with the, the polygamy thing. If you think about
3: it, and if we're all honest with ourselves, and I'm sure everyone's going to agree, is is there's probably a right way to do it, right, John? Oh, boy. No?
1: There's not a right way to do so it. So it doesn't fall into everything is lawful, everything is permissible? Tell me in the Bible where it says polygamy is wrong. There's only one place. Well, I'm going to- There's only one place. Well, Paul says that every every woman should have one husband, every man should have
4: one
0: wife, and it's the it's the Timothy,
1: when he's exactly. writing about the elders. Yep. And outside of that, it's never d- addressed. Yeah.
0: So Jeff, when are you putting in your elder resignation?
4: To to get another wife? Oh, you know
3: about his other wives? <laughs> you know about Jeff's other wives? Wait. Don't worry, this won't be in here. I'll cut this Jeff out. Was, Jeff
0: wasn't even paying attention. He, he, he I was gazing. I love into the last. The I love
2: the. If this actually gets played, I love the last podcast where Dave says, "Will this be?" So that'll be edited, and
1: I'm like, <laughs> "Nope, didn't get edited." That's what makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. so, wait, I, so, so the reason I bring it up is because. Oh, boy. This should be good. I listen to... Should I name the person I listen to a lot Who's who brings it up a lot? Sure. Okay, so Mike Erie brings it up a lot. So I emailed him.
3: What podcast? I don't know. Vox. Podcast. Mike Erie. Fox, Mike Erie, Mike Erie sub- something. Sub- sub-
1: submersive King. We're, we're all... Yeah. Submersive King. So he frequently <laughs> brings up the genocide, you know, Old Testament Christ or God who ordered his people to go in and kill all the women and children and they were polygamists, and so I challenged them on it because I don't think that genocide of women and children should be on the level of polygamy, because I've actually done a couple studies on different cultures where polygamy is almost necessary. Okay. So, wow. And churches, this goes on to the missions conversation, which we're not going to have tonight, but... um that missionaries come in and enforce their like biblical view of what polygamy is and destroy entire communities Um and there was this one case study where all the women were attending the church but none of the men and the pastor went out I'm in the middle of the story <laughs> you want the mic though and the pastor went out and yeah. interviewed the men and said why are you guys still polygamists you, you don't want to be Um, And the story goes on where the guy said, well, I was, I did try to only have one wife. And my wife was ripping on me and said, what a loser you are. Look at all the work I have to do. I have to do all the cooking, all the cleaning, everything for this household. And you should get another wife. And I'm not arguing that we should have polygamy in the United States. I'm fine with the law of saying no.
3: You know what? I have plenty of audio evidence that I can chop up and use out of context against you. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Thank you so much for that.
1: But I don't anyway. No, 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 You can't say but yeah, I don't you, and then hand the mic so off to Scott. You, I don't think that polygamy is necessarily wrong. And like as in a salvation is issue. Fantastic. It's just, it's, I love you, it. It's Wait. a cultural issue
0: to you, not a moral issue. Yes. So are you 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 want to be a polygamist out of the kindness of your heart? Oh my because you Don't love, the because you love your wife. No
2: responses from. John.
0: Because you, because you love your wife so much, <laughs> you want her to have another. You want, you want to have another help meet to help her, because you love her. Do you say help meet? He did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he yes. Hey, just he a pound of help meet.
1: That's KJV. <laughs> meet. Is it help meet or help mate? What did I say? <laughs> oh, that is wrong. No, I do not. All I'm right. not arguing that I actually want to be a polygamist. Did you get that part, Zach? Yeah. Okay. We got- I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when you encompass it in with genocide...
3: John, you have a mic and we're all right here. Yeah, when you
1: encompass good- it no, no, you- <laughs> in with genocide... <laughs> when you encompass it in with genocide, I just feel like that that's not the same thing. We get it. So, I, anyway, I just thought it was an... Int- yeah,
3: I agree. And, John, I'll, I'll second you. I actually think... When, when Paul says that all things are permissible, it, it encompasses in the right circumstance, you can, um, <laughs> you can justify anything, but depending on the circumstance, it might be detrimental and even wrong in a certain culture or, um, and, uh, they were in a certain culture back then when he said that. And like you said, missionaries coming in and tearing up families un unknowingly or not intentionally or maybe intentionally, intentionally. john's nodding intentionally um, because they were doing things wrong um yeah i i would i would say at the very least there's got to be sensitivity and grace when you're having that conversation in all circumstances because it's really easy to put a blanket a wet blanket over everything um and miss the point you guys nobody Nob- wet
4: yeah Scott, can you give us some context on the all things are permissible but not all things are beneficial, please?
0: I'm not quite sure what Zach actually said or meant. He's not either. It, I think I think he encompassed pretty much anything any any other statement. What he said encompasses any other statement. So he didn't really say anything
4: except for blaspheming the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think that's
3: where Zach would, would draw the line. Well, I would say it's not always profitable. <laughs> Blasphemy
0: the Holy Spirit is not always profitable? Yeah. Correct. For the most part. Who are we? I don't know who we are.
3: Alright, you got you got some, some Bible? I was I, I typed in help meet and it's not coming up. <laughs> I'm surprised nothing came up for help meet. I mean surely you would get something that would be questionable that you wouldn't
0: want in your search history. And going back to what Greg said, yeah, just because something is descriptive does not mean it's prescriptive. For sure. We would all
3: agree with that. Yes. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. Do you guys know what
4: satire is? (laughs) Somebody Google satire. You have a point, Zach. Get to it.
1: Okay, Google
4: Expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues.
3: That's nice. What's even more, and you can't tell to the listener, is that John said Okay Google. (laughs) And oh my goodness. (laughs) And Jeff's iPhone is responding from ten feet away. No, but it's Google versus how is your iPhone
0: responding to okay Google?
1: Google. Okay Google.
0: Anyway, sorry, Zach. I looked up Babylon B. Babylon okay.
3: Now, why don't you read just a couple headlines? Scott from the Babylon Bee.
0: us like go down the list. I like where
2: this is going.
0: Man mistakes indigestion for pastoral call. Yes. <laughs> yes. Church caught in bitter schism between Mary Kay and Avon parties. Okay. Yeah. They might That's split over that. That's happened to everybody. Man with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven tattoo recounts his time in Babylonian captivity. That's, <laughs> that's,
3: I hadn't seen that one. That might that might be my favorite one.
0: man, <laughs> man gets cross tattoo in lieu of sanctification. Oh, here we go, dude! <laughs> oh my gosh, the, the Mormon Lakeland Church. The Mormons, the Mormons are everywhere. Dude. Mormon missionaries flee in terror after realizing they had knocked on. I got to click on the link now. After they knocked on David Platt's door. He's a pastor, if anyone doesn't know. He's Fiati. I don't think he's Irish, though, or, sc- or Scottish.
3: What, why don't you read that
0: one,
2: Jeff? <laughs> this is great. So, is Lakewood Church, the that Joel <laughs> scene?
3: It's the Oast Master.
2: Oh, this,
0: yes. I like so, that. the Babylon Bees. Did you just make that up? I just make that
3: nice! up. Nice! I just make that up. <laughs>
2: Scheduling air causes Paul Washer to preach at Lakewood Church. Thousands dead.
1: Okay. <laughs> you guys are all
2: laughing. You guys are all laughing
0: because he. Kn-
3: Who's Paul Washer?
0: Can you help me out? Oh uh, man! So he has a podcast. Um, you should listen to it. But he is fiery. He's in your face. Uh, okay, I get it. Like so, the exact opposite of of Joel. Osteen. He's turner burn. With- no, he is. He is. Um, Would you say he's selling fire insurance? No, no. Jonathan no. Edwards style,
4: not presidential candidate, but the actual no, he, preacher. No, he was
0: a polygamist, wasn't he? Here's a Paul Washer quote Okay. from bringingtruth.com. There's no such thing as biblical dating. If you're dating, I don't care who you're dating, you're out of God's will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a young man and you're dating, you're out of God's will. Period. You can come talk to me about it later. That is so amazing. <laughs> the Babylon Bee, Christian news and
3: satire, right? So it's these Christian people that some are alleging are revealing. They're try- I think they're trying to be objective, and some of the criticism I'm seeing on the Twitterverse is that they're revealing themselves to be to have a theological bent towards Reformed theology. Uh, which Greg would say is <gasps> say the correct, ain't so. the correct th- theology. We got Greg here who says he's, well, he acts like a Calvinist. You're probably not a Calvinist, full-blown.
4: You're not five-point. I'm not going to confirm or deny that, Zach. Okay. But reformed theology? What could be more dangerous? I know. It's scandalous. Scandalous.
3: So there's a little criticism over some of their specific usages of names. Scott, I'm gonna need you here for this.
0: I'm here. Names. Names. Calvinism is bad. <laughs> Scott, you don't believe that. And I know it. Yeah, God doesn't want me to believe it. So so
3: I like the Babylon Bee. In general I like it too. And okay. I think I think at its best satire will make people think and it exposes flawed thinking or maybe exposes why people do what they do and mm-hmm. maybe will lead people to rethink what they're doing and why they're doing it i.e. my favorite one so far was the fog machine broke (laughs) and it prevented the holy spirit from effectively moving through the church is unbelievable because it's beautiful because there are people that think that way they might not know they think that way we have somebody that used to go to our church and used to be involved That I play and Greg plays in the worship band. Some weeks we volunteer. Yeah, he doesn't get paid. It is unbelievable. We get paid in coffee and donuts and hugs and snuggles. But this person was also involved and there was a frustration because we weren't letting the spirit move. And, And it... It, it's not as blatant as the fog machine broke so the spirit can't move, but it was essentially that mentality of if we don't just wing it and cut loose and just go off the charts, then then the Holy Spirit won't move effectively. So that, I think, that satire, that Babylon B, was... Uh, I think, a beautiful approach, and it exposes maybe some thinking that might want to be corrected or or thought about. Like, what are we doing when we're actually worshiping? Do we need all the lights, bells and whistles? They're not wrong in in and of themselves, but uh, that's that's what I love about it. But the criticism is coming now that the specific usages of names and being kind of coming down, maybe appearing a little bit condescending towards... Uh, strains of Christianity we don't, uh, or the Babylon Bee doesn't agree with, there's a lot of backlash. At first it was all love, because it was new, it was fresh, it was exciting, the Babylon Bee, and now there's a little backlash, because they're calling people out, name-wise, that aren't Reformed, or... I mean, for the record, the Babylon Bee has never said that they're Reformed. They're they're just No, but they did
4: say they're Christian, which is the same as being reformed. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Greg. Mm. Okay, and I actually really like that whole uh how is the spirit leading you in this song? Um, because it's difficult when you're when you're playing in a specific key to to think about how the spirit is leading you in that song. If let let's just say, Zach, that we were playing I don't know how he loves in the key of C, and the spirit leads me to play an E major chord. What would that? How would that go? Um, I'm gonna guess not well. No. Uh. -uh, Not well. By the way, the
3: key
0: of C is the happiest of all keys. Of course, it's the perfection. I mean,
3: it might (sighs) be in
0: the Bible. No. No. I mean, they're not. They're not purporting. They're not. It's not like the sun. It's not like the Sun Times or the the um, the National Enquirer or something. They're not they're not putting these stories forth as truth. And if anyone takes them as truth, it's they're right. They're I think dumb. the crit- I think the criticism is that that there is
3: basically infighting that is counterproductive. So Christians bagging on other Christians because they don't hold the same theologies or doctrines. As opposed to some of the more general ones, like the Holy Spirit moving, which I think ex- exposes flawed thought, p- perhaps. Um, but that's different than bagging on somebody else's theology, or or does it not matter? If people
0: are going to complain about that, it's like they're just all up in a tissue over probably nothing. It, um, if they want to sh- shift their focus to that, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, yeah, it's it's satire. It's not like. It's not like they're claiming that this is truth, or they're. I, I I don't know. I reminds me of one of our earlier
4: discussions. Does God have a sense of humor? Mm. And it and does He think the mm. Babylon Bee is funny? By the mm. way,
3: Greg, your reaction to me saying it's reformed is <laughs> just so stereotypical for people of a reformed or Calvinistic bent, which is super arrogant and (laughs) condescending. And like, you guys are all terrible at the Bible and we've got it going on. Let me tell you, Zach, I have life figured out. All right. All right. (laughs) That's what I wanted to hear.
2: Mike Curley, straight from the Midwest, just sat on me and I think a... I think he You just he consecrated left corn, in your pants. Corn he of the cob. <laughs> right here for me, straight from Des Moines. You were just consecrated. <laughs> Mike Curley is with us. Um, I probably shouldn't be injuring him, so I'm going to step aside and let Zach Crater take over.
4: He doesn't need any introduction. Everybody knows Mike Curley.
3: Mike Curley most, most is a pastor. He's a man. He's a father. He's a lover. <laughs> He's a connector. He's a brother. Hmm. So Mike, give us the two minute uh oh, the two minute synopsis of your life up until now. And go. Mike, yeah. don't worry,
4: nobody <laughs> uh, listens was, to this <laughs> podcast. Okay, <good. laughs> yeah.
5: Well in that case, I'll give you the truth. I was a Petri Dish baby. I actually don't have a belly button. And uh, Wow. Um
2: oh, he's going deep already.
5: Yeah. Mm. And that was pretty much it. Wait, Mike, what's a belly
2: button for? Or wait, did Adam have a belly button?
5: <laughs> oh no. Here we go. What what does Scott believe? There are, I believe that. There yeah. <laughs> are <laughs> oh, man. We're there are, okay. the guys are there growing. are volumes written <laughs> on that subject. Hold on, hold on, Mike.
4: We understand your life yeah. ended when you moved to Iowa. What? So uh, can yeah. you tell us what happened before that?
0: Before Iowa? Oh man. Yeah. What's so you've on only here? had about you've been in Iowa for three or four six years, years, six yeah. years, and you've had like ten you kids. M- I'm glad you
5: missed me, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten kids in <laughs> Iowa. Did you just
0: go last Wednesday?
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> So, what do you want me to talk about before Iowa? Basically, their yeah, farm responsibilities. Yeah.
3: No, you you went to, you were a Southern California guy and you had a little bit of a crisis of faith. This got real yeah, right okay. now. Okay, okay, this
5: is getting real, yeah. And, and you moved to Iowa. I did. For specific reasons. Because that's where I found Jesus.
3: Yes, in the corn. Do
5: you I go to a Christian Reformed church out there? No, I don't. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I go to a Baptist church Ooh. out there. Okay,
2: Mike, how did you, so we met not too long ago, I mean, yeah. a year or two ago, and, but you. Does he normally stare at people like this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Usually he's not talking to them when he's staring at them,
5: so it's this is a little better. No, this is good. I'm okay with that. Uh, Mike, stay with me. <laughs> uh, I'm good. What took you out to Iowa? Um, This is, okay, yeah, I'll just give, I'll answer this. Finally. Um, yeah, I had a crisis of But well, you were in California. Belief. And then. Scott. <laughs> Scott. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I did have a crisis of belief. Started to, um, had a business here and started to really question uh, purpose and pretty much everything. So, um, even church, um, I was professing believer and think I was a Christian. I have no clue when I became a Christian, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, a lot. you start to question that when you. But get I 50. had questions like about faith. Seemed like um, going to church was pointless. Um, what I was doing at work was pointless, and what I was reading in scripture was not what I was seeing in my life, and not my, what I was seeing around me. And so, um, when, you, when you say not in your life, do you mean like the fruits of
2: your belief and what you were doing, and nothing was happening? Or? It's
3: probably the Old Testament sacrificial system.
5: Oh, God, let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah it just uh started <laughs> oh man you,
4: just said
5: <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> you guys are angrier than i thought you would be <laughs> i thought this was a happy hurry house. up mike tell <laughs> your story spit it out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then in like three seconds somebody we have a softball <laughs> game to get to so everybody's mic. Yeah, so, well, I had a
2: decent follow-up question, yeah. but go ahead.
5: Yeah, so basically started reading Scripture a, a lot more than I was before. Um, all the things that, uh, well, I'll just put it that way. I started praying a lot, started reading Scripture a lot, started asking questions like crazy. Um, didn't have a whole lot of uh, leadership that could, could help me, you know? So I was asking probably the wrong people questions, and they would... Say, I'll oh, just pray about it. You'll be, you'll be okay. And is I was that, kind of searching for more.
2: Is, is that when you were? It's probably you.
5: <laughs> no, is, actually, I'm not gonna say. Is that when you asking. were in Southern California? That was when I was here. Yeah. So yeah, just crisis of belief, really question everything we were doing. Like going to church, it just seemed to be so compartmentalized my life. Um, I know that's some word we throw around a lot, but that was me, man. Just like what I was reading in scripture was not matching up in my life, and and I knew it had to be all of what I was seeing in scripture or nothing or it was just all you know gone fake you know and so I really started praying really started searching and seeking after God reading a ton in scripture Um, and I was just consumed with the will of God like what is the will of God for me and for my life Um, to make it really brief I was so consumed with the specific will of God like what job should I do because my my business wasn't fulfilling and all that stuff Um, I was so So worried and consumed with the specific will of God that I was totally missing the general will of God but it was crazy like as I was so consumed with the specific will of God what's my job and what am I supposed to do exactly I ended up doing the general will of God just reading scripture and praying asking other believers for counsel and stuff like that and in the process it was kind of like Proverbs 37 where it talks about you delight yourself in in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart right? thirty-seven. Nice try, huh? yeah, you oh, does Proverbs are, yeah, end bro- easier? Oh, it's yeah, earlier. Uh, oh, <laughs> Psalms 37. Yeah. <laughs> 30. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, sorry. I just yeah.
4: pointed out that there's no Proverbs There's no Proverbs.
5: 37. Psalm 37. So, 37. So, so, 37. So, so, 37. So. so Psalm 37 talks about how you delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so I started having this desire. Um, and it was weird, but to live in a farming community. So after seeking for a while, we ended up finding a job opportunity in a farming community out in Rock Rapids, Iowa, and, um, yeah, just felt like that was exactly where we were supposed to be. Flew out there for the job interview, and that was pretty much it. So that's the, the short—that's actually a really long version. <laughs> no, that was pretty yeah. good. That was nice. pretty good. So, so you, went, you went from South Orange County to Middle America— flatland yeah yeah bible bible belt, area, belt yeah right yeah so when i got there my experience was pretty different i had um i went to a church um probably two times before i called the pastor and and just started asking him a bunch of questions and i said well, i was reading through the gospels and seeing how christ was discipling men and i thought man it's totally like it's missing i have not seen this i haven't seen discipleship anywhere and i grew up with my my i didn't grow up in the church but my uh, grandfather was a pastor, um, and really didn't see it a whole lot there. Um, but I was pretty young. And then, you know, the churches that I went to, I just wasn't seeing it. I wasn't seeing it like in my family's life. They're all professing believers too. Like I wasn't seeing it in their life. Who discipled them? Who are they discipling? And then for me, I was like, I finally realized, man, I need somebody to disciple me, you know? So, um, so I, I asked the pastor, I said, what happened to discipleship? Is it just gone completely in church or does it look different? And he happened to say, well, yeah, a little bit both. So why don't you come? He's discipling a group of guys the next morning, like at 5 a.m. And so he said, just show up tomorrow. And so, so my experience after that point was totally different than what I experienced before. I felt kind of alone before, which is weird because there's, you know, tons of people around you. But, and part of it's because I'm not willing to be vulnerable and stuff and, and say stuff. Uh, well, is, people know is, I mean, isn't that the world, world where people can just get lost in the mass of the yeah, yeah. sea of people? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So thousands of people around you, and you feel kind of alone in that in that search. So anyway, I'd, um, that pastor uh, Jeff Poppinga, Rock Rapids, Iowa. Um, anyway, he was totally different. He would. Uh, um, I asked him first of all. I asked him, so I reached out on my own and and asked him about. Oh, a bunch of different things and and he would sit with me for hours and he'd toss me a Bible because I never bring a Bible into his office and like ask him a certain question, he'd throw me a Bible. Even though he knew the answer, he'd toss me the Bible and and he'd turn with me in scripture. What a jer- oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> turn with me. That's not right, Zach. Um, yeah, we just went through scripture together and for the next, you know, four years, basically he spent time with me, serving with me and I uh, bring me along as he served and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got a do question. Do we have to raise our hands?
4: I, I do. <laughs> okay. I'm a rule follower.
3: Powerful Greg Hogman.
4: Okay. So. Lover. <laughs> what? <As well>. Um, <laughs> what advice do you have for us, Mike, when? I don't know. No, come on. <laughs> hold on a second. So. You read uh, a passage like. <laughs> There's no problem. He has shown you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Right? Yeah. That's what he's shown you what you should do. Okay. And you were talking about specific and general uh, calling yeah. and will. Yeah. And for those of us, not Zach, but. For the rest of us who might be in that same place, searching for specific will of God yeah. on your life. Uh, what, yeah, Zach doesn't
0: care about the will of God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what advice do you have in in seeking that? What have you learned through seeking that? And what uh, what should we do?
5: <laughs> I don't know what you're doing wrong, so I don't know how to correct you. <laughs> yeah, well I'll you, tell you what happened everything. for me. Hey, like, hey
0: Greg <laughs> Greg, what are you doing for the next I don't know, four years?
5: <laughs> yeah. I'll unpack everything. No, I think the big thing that I learned was um, in obsessing over specifics in my life that I was totally missing the point of like finding That's good. Finding love in God, you know, yeah. finding satisfaction in just knowing him and delighting in him. Um, who is it that saved me? I kept on asking that question to myself. Like, who is this Savior that's saved for, that's died for me? Because I felt like in a large part I knew that he did, but I didn't know who he was. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I knew as a Christian I should be doing the will of God, but I totally missed the point of finding out who is God. What is his love like? Like, what is his sacrifice like? All those types of things. And so my um, seeking God through Scripture was... Um, a fully different perspective at that point. It switched from trying to search through scripture to figure out what is it I'm supposed to be doing to just resting and, yeah, trying to figure out who God was, you know? And so in that, he gave me all these other desires that were for specific, like what was his will for my life specifically? Those just naturally Came out of my pursuit of knowing God, you know.
4: So, would you say that every person on this earth has a specific will of oh, God man. for their life?
3: A destiny, even? <laughs> if they're willing let's go to back s- to the question
4: to If they're <laughs> willing to search. Do people have <laughs> yeah.
3: soulmates? Yeah, is there a going, come
4: destiny? on no, Is that don't co- go back podcast soulmates, three but, or whatever? But no, is there. I I you, you I feel believe, absolutely. You, feel like you felt you found a specific will of God for your life. For my
5: life, yeah. I I believe we are. Like, God has. I a, created
4: Mike Curley because I want him to go to Iowa, <laughs> find this all yeah, out. Yeah. Come back to California. Yeah. Seems crazy.
5: What Seems what's that? Oh, we need a microphone. Yeah, I believe absolutely, um, and I think we all have a unified will. You know that God gives us. But he's given us gifts and abilities that we might serve him and that might look different. And that's how it looks specific, you know, but I think that's as, as you seek God, those passions start to rise in your heart and, and you find yourself, you know what I found out, I didn't have to like put a carrot out in front of myself and start trying to do these things that I was supposed to be doing. I just found myself naturally doing these things because I was stoked on who God was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would answer your question. I think so. Yeah. Do you
3: think you ever were, I mean, I think you kind of said you were at first, but it still, it still sounds from a, I'll play devil's advocate right now, uh, uh, that there's a little bit of overthinking potentially of the particulars of what exactly you're supposed to be doing for God. Do you think you ever overthought that? Oh yeah. Is that like a danger for people?
5: Um, that's a good question. I would say it wasn't an ever a danger for me because it made me seek through scripture and pray more than I ever had, you know? So I don't think it was necessarily like a danger for me. Um, I think it was at times um, I was pouring out too much energy um, and o- obsessing in a bad way, you know, where it was consuming me in the sense that, well, I didn't know, like I, nobody came along and said, dude, you just need to focus on scripture and get to know God. You know, I spent all this time reading scripture for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, in that way, I've, I've wasted some energy and time. But at the same point, I knew where I was going to find that answer. So, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have another question. Yes, oh, yes Greg. Follow
4: up. Man. You said something very interesting to me. You said, uh. Well, he didn't say it directly to you. He did. He said, nobody ever told me that you should be reading scripture and find out who God was. Yeah, that's a good question. That- so is that where you find out where God was? Or is it like Jeff where you find out who God is just because you don't read scripture? <laughs> that's not entirely Greg, fair. that
2: was such a huge... Gi- I, you just leaped over know, a ginormous the the purpose, waters. I'm not even smart to enough to understand. Greg is pumping <laughs> with his no
3: fist synaps- so hard. Synaptic <laughs> connection yep, at all. Je- Jeff, uh, for the purpose of the time, I will allow it and let my answer.
5: Uh, I should clarify a little bit. Um, nobody was walking alongside of me. I, of course you heard it in church, you right. Like this is the way we find out who God is through scripture, that sort of thing. Okay. You hear it in church. Sure. Okay. But, um, Speaking you know, my love language right now, <laughs> but, uh, <Double>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Sorry, Mike, <go> ahead. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, at the same point, a lot of people get lost in the crowds in church, you know, and I was too immature to know that I should be reaching out to anybody cause I didn't know. What I needed, you know, um, and as a result, I wasn't connected with anybody who they could look in my life and be like, man, this guy really needs to you know or challenge me in ways or correct me, you know, um, and so yeah, I spent a lot of time just trying to figure it out on my own, so yes, I did hear it in church to okay. clarify yeah <laughs> what
4: were what were things that needed to be corrected in your life
5: oh man, oh man, yeah that that would take four years the like, darker the Wilson. better the darker the better.
3: <laughs> Scott you don't have a mic so don't talk yeah
2: just know is that you, purposeful just know the people who ask these questions are usually searching for their own answers so you can go ahead and answer but really Greg is searching <laughs> through his own life yeah
5: what, what exactly right what Jeff? is the that was right. what are the things said, yeah, that need to be corrected of you. Um you well I think I I mentioned one of the biggest ones was my perspective on why I was appro- or how I was approaching scripture um, how I was praying you know it was for a specific reason for my own really uh resolve. I was so obsessed. I I needed resolve and um I was seeking God for that reason. I wasn't seeking him just to just to know him, you know? And so that was one major correction. You seem uh, confused uh, on, there. Was on, that bad?
4: I am, I am go back to that. The uh you were seeking God because you wanted what resolved?
5: Just I was obsessing about like I was I was not satisfied in work. I wasn't satisfied even in church um, it wasn't because of the church or anything. It was just because I wasn't finding my own satisfaction in it, the way I was approaching it, whatever it might have been. So um, would you so
4: say you had a God-sized hole in your soul
5: <laughs> yeah. and you were restless yeah. until yeah. you found it? You know or? what? Well, I would, I would say this. <laughs> I'm leading
1: the
5: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, I, I, like I said, I, I was a professing believer. I, I believe I was saved even before this time. Um, but... I never felt so alive until I really had this, this stirring in my heart, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was a God-sized hole. It was all these things that you hear about people, you know, where I wasn't super successful, but you know about those rich people that have made it from, you know, fame and fortune, or to fame we and fortune. We call the craters. <laughs> Go ahead. And then uh, they're not satisfied. I would say I had a taste of that sort of thing, but I was finding it in everything in my life, you know? from from attending church to even to reading scripture, um, to uh, business, just breathing in general, you know. So a lot of questions. Why am I so nervous? <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> These questions
4: are hard. Take a deep breath. You haven't had a beer yet.
5: <laughs> yeah. That there's, makes it there's easier. some brown sugar in there. There's
4: some
3: sculpting. Uh,
2: Ninety I, minute. Go Jeff. Powerful I want to Jeff. step I wanna step back because I, I really like the adventure of couples when they they decide to make decisions that are not easy decisions mm-hmm. and i mean this is this is life i mean mm-hmm. in terms of like decide hey i feel called to yeah like go across the country that's that's insane i mean most people would i mean it, there would be a serious tension and in between husband and wife when you feel this calling, and your wife, uh, I mean, where was she in this discussion or your this decision to go? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah got yeah. And you've and you've got a how many kids do you have right Five now? Five kids. Yeah. Five. And so when you moved, did you have? Two? We had three. Three. Yeah. So,
0: what was yeah. this closer to Mormonism than you are? <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Speaking of Mormonism and your wife and all those kids, did you ever? feel the need to maybe have a second wife just to help out around the house. <laughs> okay. Gosh gosh darn it. <laughs> no. No. Hey, please delete that. All
5: right. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Husband, wife, your
2: decision. So where was my boy? wife at or yes, what's your main question absolutely.
5: there? Yeah. Um she was uh she's always been incredibly supportive and I think that was massive for me because um I, w- I went through the deepest depression of my life in, in this. And just so you guys mm. know, like I went through before I was a Christian, I, I was uh, suicidal at a point. And this point I would say I would more depressed than I've ever been in my life. And I would had this just hope that was unshakable. Like this is going to work out, even though all circumstances around me were, I mean, my business was tanking. We had no money. People were giving us food and stuff like this. And, and I was, I was just hopeful. I'm like, I know God is in this. Wow. I know like it was unshakable, you know? And so Part of that was helpful because I would articulate that to my wife, you know a lot of times I'd just I would tell I'm kind of an emotional guy, so I'll say anything um and so I'd tell her you would share pretty much everything, really, yeah, I mean, oh I would goodness. come home and just lay on the couch, I was super depressed, and oh. she was just there to pick me up like all the time, so oh incredibly supportive, wow. um uh you know when i was strong you know she would be down you probably hear these stories a lot that's kind of how it worked for us too and when i finally had like a good day or something it seemed like she was able to allow herself to just tank and and we'd pick each other up so so that's kind of how a lot how it was going but spiritually i felt like i i felt this call before that she did and then um right and then she kind of came along afterwards but she was always saying hey wherever you feel god is leading Let's we'll go. go. You know, nice. and That's so, awesome. Incredibly supportive. Yeah, yeah. That that is
2: amazing. I mean, there is so much um, built into a marriage. When I mean the the confidence of a man and a and a husband, is there's so much built into it. When the when a wife's a, wife yeah, is just yeah.
5: right behind you, just yeah yeah you know, cheering you on yeah yeah supporting you, that is amazing. Yeah, and praying. I mean, she prayed for me. She we pray together all the time. And yeah, I mean, it was it was huge. You know, if you imagine what it would be like. I mean, I I knew God was in it, but to have him working through her to be so encouraging mm-hmm. and um and yeah it was awesome. It was awesome.
4: Mike, would you describe Nadia as your help meet?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yes I would. <laughs> she was fulfilling her At role. King James
2: <laughs> This is a sophomoric ten second pause. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. okay, so so you have this where you're your your wife's behind you it's like let's go we're we're going to Iowa you just feel called there you have no idea you know you're going to a city
5: yeah you've called ahead what yeah it's weird well I mean like I mentioned just briefly we had this desire to live in a farming community right weird so we started actually exploring it in California try to find farming communities then they I found a job opportunity flew out there um, and yeah we when we're in this community it was everything that we had felt on our heart it was just like all of a sudden we just had this rest like this is it I can't believe it you know then we'd go sleep in the hotel and like what in the world are we gonna do I, I can't believe we're doing this next day we'd be out, get out and go in the community we're like this is it I can't believe it wow. so yeah so it was all that um, and so you've been
2: out there for six years yeah and, and so what are you what do you I mean what do you how did everything start it started with this four years of really being discipled yeah yeah by this pastor yeah and
5: and then from there I mean what's your purpose out there um you know I was just I was working didn't really I knew I was there it was really weird my wife and I had the same uh feeling at the at the same week independent of each other felt like we were there for something bigger than just the job Mm -hmm. you know and we're totally fine with that. We just, you know, i just moved for a job, but we're satisfied knowing that it's something more, you know. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. My purpose out there was I was I thought I was just doing graphics work um, for a homeschooling schooling Are you company serious? out there. Yeah, I thought I was just out there, and hey, I'm just. I guess God placed me here. I'm just gonna do work and seek God while I'm out here, and so that's all I knew at that point.
2: Oh, by the way, on a side note, my wife needs your graphics help to do a <laughs> uh, a, a graphic for her doula um, business. But okay.
1: okay,
5: go ahead. So yeah, I don't know. That's it's all about graphic, my purpose. That's branding. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Catch
1: up.
0: <laughs> in the womb, or yeah, in the womb, coming out of the womb. Mike's really, got a lot of experience <laughs> with that. Actually, but we're gonna
1: do a we're gonna do
0: <laughs> a car
2: wrap of a baby coming out, but, <laughs> Five but it didn't them.
5: seem appropriate. <laughs> Man, with all the gestures, how you gotta turn this into a video, right, video no, deal? It's not fair. All the gestures are just lost. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm out. I'm straight out of mm-hmm. gestures.
3: So what's what's next? Um, what's next for Michael? I think so. You're you're plant. You're kind of plant. You feel the pull back to California. I mean, what, he is he is sitting here in Southern yeah. California right now. You're passionate about discipleship. What do you want to do? here.
5: Oh boy. Yeah. So I'm going to use Proverbs 37 again. <laughs> uh, Psalm 37. No, so says kind of what happened when I when these guys are investing my life. Like I had this increased love of God and I, I, I felt like for the first time in my life, I could say I loved God. You know, it was kind of embarrassing in one way because I'd been in the church for so long and um, uh, but anyway, that's what I felt. I felt like I was loving God. I was stoked on him and, and wanted to tell everybody about him. And, and that all was a result of faithful men investing in my life and leading me through the word, showing me how to serve, um, showing what it's like to love people and, and that sort of thing. And, and so just naturally I I'm like, I want this for other people. I don't want, uh, if there's another person out there like me, I want the Lord to lead them to me, that I can walk alongside them, that, that they could find joy in him too. And, and so, yeah, I was just kind of at that point out there committed that uh, it's discipleship. I just want to totally pour in discipleship. I think there is something in the church that we need to correct as believers. And I think, you know, it's people say, Oh, that's cool. You're passionate about discipleship. I'm kind of bummed that nobody else, or not a lot of people are. You know what I'm saying? There are people that are, but we all should be, right? It should. It is the mission of the church, and it shouldn't just be a handful of people that are stoked on discipleship. Like, this should be um, uh, what consumes us. Well, you believers. know what? Let's yeah. go
2: around. Zach, are you discipling uh, other people, other men at this time?
3: It, it's, it's a broad not term. Until, Yeah, it's not until... <laughs> People like you and Mike ask me questions like that. Then I realize that it's happening because I don't. I don't think about it that way. I don't think about it how Mike communicates it so succinctly, succinctly, and so passionately. I don't think about it like that. But that's what's happening, and I love that. Okay, so what it's, is it? It's doing life. It's doing life with people in yes. an honest and real way, yeah. and that's. I'm. I'm definitely for that. I, I think know. more people are for that. They just don't know it. And they mm-hmm. they don't know how to be intentional about it because mm-hmm. it can be uncomfortable.
2: So yeah. I feel like I feel like we do that within our our kind of band of brothers, um, and we're discipling each other. I mean, we do it. I mean, we do this just through community and with our families. And I think there's a genuine a genuineness to our. Well, I can actually I can tell you there's a serious genuine genuineness to our. Um, Banner Brothers, and there's an honesty, it, but it's it's definitely biblically based. I mean, we're all going towards Christ. It's like mm-hmm. this is what we want. This is the life that lifts us up.
3: Scott would prefer if you phrase it: "We're all going towards a proper reading of Scripture."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> so. Back home <laughs> presently yeah. in in Iowa, what does discipling mm-hmm. others look like when you're discipling others? Yeah.
5: It it looks very different in different stages of of people's lives, right? So um in new believers or even unbelievers, um it's a a lot just relationships, getting to know people, spending time uh if you don't know them and their struggles, you have no clue how to minister to them or even speak truth in their life. So um, yeah, it's just spending some, some of it looks like just establishing relationships and um, getting to know them, uh, finding out what they, what they love, what their struggles are. And um, so that's part of it. Um, But another component too, is uh, there's a group of uh, two, two different groups of guys that I meet with that's looks a little more academic because they're in a spot where they're you know they've received christ and they're hungering to grow and so we spend uh time we just read through scripture together and so we meet every week and 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 go through scripture together there's families that are committed to each other um to to fellowship so we meet regularly yeah
2: so with the reading of the scripture yeah i'm i really still feel like i'm a very new believer and i i've i'm starting to Dig a little bit, mainly because of the guys that are right around here. They're, you know, kind of p- drawing me to yeah, it's awesome. read the Bible. And um, <clears throat> it, do you talk about the scripture?
5: You know, read the scripture and then have application? Yeah, we um, yeah we talk about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll go through two chapters a week. Um, and read through those over and over and over and sometimes we talk about those two chapters The, the net, when we get together each week um, and sometimes we talk about one chapter sometimes we talk about a verse and sometimes we'll talk about a chapter for a couple weeks it's just about getting men to read you know scripture and uh, yeah uh, there's we shouldn't walk away without trying to apply it and try to look at like what does this mean you know in this day and age <laughs> what did it mean to the original audience what is it speaking to us what's God trying to say to us um, and yeah, so you ask those type of questions too
2: so <clears throat> you've gone you have a group that reads scripture and then you went on you were talking about other groups that you
5: yeah running. so f- you know uh, we actually talked about it in church right uh Todd talked about it in church um in in acts two forty two that's one of the 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 scriptures that really stuck in my heart. they're committed to four uh four things um fellowship. The reading of the word, breaking of bread and prayers. And so that's what I hope to see in my life, first and foremost, because I think if I see it, those components in my life, um, I think I'll be living that full life. I um, mean, it will start to affect other people. Also look at Christ and, and um, his life. And I've studied the way he's discipled a lot. And I kind of broke it down. and you know, There's so many components to it, but three major components, reaching, teaching, and sending. So am I reaching people, uh, establishing those relationships when they respond to the gospel or respond to some truths of God or interested in God? Then I start teaching them. And as I'm teaching them, if they're growing in scripture, um, you know, obviously responded to faith, that sort of thing, or received Christ through faith, then um, start to hunger we keep teaching them. And as just like it happened to me, as we, as they're seeking God, he starts to place passions and desires on their hearts. And we get to a point where we can send them. And sometimes sending them is just saying, Hey, you're called to be a teacher. You know, you're, you're incredible at teaching. Why don't you spend some time at church thanks, teaching man. the kids thanks. or thanks Mike. Yeah. You're, you're incredible at teaching thanks. Zach. Oh, me? so, <laughs> So it kinda looks like that. Um committed to those four things and then analyzing our life to say, are we reaching, teaching, and sending? That's the brief of it. But I could give you practical things too. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Other than that, he's got no answer. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. That's there's so much clarity. You have you're fo you're completely focused and obviously you have you you have gone, you know, over the last six or seven years or eight years you know kind of seeing this uh going to the depths of depression literally and being raised out of that with the hope with the hope that god's got you and led you out into yeah in the middle of i mean i want to call it nowhere but it's just it's the middle of the country where you're so far from what you've known
3: yeah Yeah. nobody Middle nowhere, nobody cares about it. They call us the
5: flyover states, yeah. The what? The, the flyover, flyover states. Yeah. states for sure.
4: Hey, so speaking of the depths of depression, yeah,
5: and that's it, that's all we have time for, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what bet, what your head is day? that water hey, now? Don't what don't does, what what does Iowa <laughs>
1: think about GMOs? <laughs> it's just. It's just
5: just water Oh man Alright well
3: we do have to wrap up And there's going to be more from you I know it because you'll be out here And something's going to happen It's not just going to be you hanging out with people You're going to be doing stuff
5: Yeah I'm coming back
2: Boom. I thought this was a three parter We're going tomorrow night and then while he's Traveling to the airport (laughs) we were going to podcast Actually I'm driving
5: As long as you don't call me in Utah I'll be able to call and talk
2: all right,
3: well, you don't have a mic.
5: No. I'm. <laughs> Are you taking a job you know, out here? He's asking if I'm taking a job out here. No, I'm, I'm doing graphics. I'll do contract work out here and then doing mini- just a fun ministry.
3: All right. <clears throat> well, awesome. I'm sure people will be praying. People pray. Give that to Scott. Scott? That's part four.
0: Give us the outro. Mike, we want to thank you so much <laughs> for... Your just love and uh, Just I don't know It seemed like you had to give up something to be here Um, So Nadia Thank you for allowing Mike to Leave the nest And um, Thank you Jeff You're not Jeff you're Greg (laughs) I'm looking right at Greg And I call him Jeff I do that a lot And John And Scott we thank (laughs) you as well And Zach we thank you for hosting everyone so uh, man, rate us, like us facebook.com just wherever you go if you're on Twitter's, if you're on Instagram's, if you're on the website, if you're on LinkedIn, wait yeah we've got LinkedIn dribble not yet, not yet wherevers you are, goats types in bros, Bibles, beers. <laughs> bros Bible's beer. Wherever he is on the webs. Good
3: podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> a great <laughs> <laughs>
1: actually want to be a polygamist. Shut your reformed
0: mouth.